What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. Message Sam on Instagram and ask Don't. and ask for him. Demand that he tell this on the next episode. Nope. I'll, I'll, I'll. <laughs> and that's Sam's birthday. That's how everybody. fucking fat I am, Tyler. <laughs> that's how fat I am. My chin just did that. And you're gonna use it as an opener. Yeah. Every every fucking opener you do is me masturbating and something sexual. My kids are seeing this. I don't know how to start this one because I was going to say this is the school shooter episode, but <laughs> we, t- we talked about it and released an episode before it even happened, like right before the Nashville shooting happened. What did you talk about? We, me and you did. We talked about, right? Well, can we introduce Kevin first? <laughs> the guy that says, I don't do intros. I don't do intros. Well, they, it's, they're just going to see. My bad, Kevin. This stranger. Stranger danger in your, in your podcast. Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, officially, I am Kevin Krager. I spent 16 years in law enforcement, 13 years as a canine handler. I handled two full-service dogs. Uh, my first dog was a bomb dog, and my second dog was a narcotics dog. Yeah, I worked with Secret Service a couple of times, ATF, DEA, all that stuff. All the fun stuff I got to do. Cool. So, what uh, difference of opinion did you leave, or just not like the culture anymore, or? Um, it was a lot of stuff. I was I was already too far in to go to another agency and yeah, start over. Yeah, waste time. Um, no. And then I did the math. You know, I wanted to do twenty. My goal was to do twenty, get enough experience to go and do something different. And, and then I just, you know, started. It started really taking a toll on my mental health and physical health. And you know, I was on midnights for pretty much the entire time. I Ugh. think fourteen of those years I was on midnights. As a canine um, guy. Yeah. Well, I got into I got into canine early in my career. And that was just the thing. Like there was no need for a a day shift dog. And then eventually when I got my second dog, the drug dog, I actually had to call other agencies and say, hey, when I'm not working during the day, can you guys, no, no, no. I would ask them, can you keep a log of when someone calls for a dog, uh, either a full service dog or a drug dog? And I I put together this report and I said, look, here's the day of the week that it was called. Here's the time it was called. Here's what the request was for. So like I had all the Seminole County agencies and uh, you know, as many people as I could get to help me with that. And eventually uh, I got it in front of the right captain who said, okay, we'll give it a shot. And so they had me at first, I was working like I'd come in at 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they eventually got me to where I was coming in at eight in the morning. So, but that was my second dog, the, uh, the drug dog. And that was the most of the calls that I was getting during day shift were for drug detection yeah and you did training too and i did training yeah so I, uh, daytime training so uh that county that county <coughs> um a lot of the cities and the counties work together a lot i mean we would go to other cities to help out and you were always going somewhere else to help out uh more on the same page same system too so but i remember when i left that place things were kind of going on the downhill it wasn't really Everybody was, you know, there was a lot of problems there. So everybody, I was like 20, 30 guys left and things weren't getting better. 
There, so. d- yeah, there was a max a, a mass exodus, and then Made the it news. just it just kept trickling. It just kept going and going. And now, I mean, you know, I look at at pictures and videos of that agency, and the only people that I recognize are the chief and the captains, mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, and and a couple of lieutenants and and some of the sergeants. Did they uh, jump ship? Oh, everybody left. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, the only people that left that 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 are there that I know of have 10 years or more of experience. Everyone else is new guys. Yeah. Cause those tiny little municipalities do they, they became a revolving door. Real well, that's there. where people go and you either get lucky. I don't want to say you got lucky, but essentially you get a good gig early on and you're like, I'll stay another 16 years, you know, or you're seven, eight years on patrol and you're like all your sheriff's office buddies are on different units. Now they've been on two or three and you're still yep. humping a zone and it's like, Yep. I'm just going to go to the SO at, you know, at this point. Well, and it, it, when I first started, it, it had just made a shift from what they called a training agency, which is exactly what you said. You go your two or three years experience and then you go somewhere big. It had just made a shift because of the chief they hired. And then as I was leaving, it was making a shift back into like, this is not the place to be where as a canine handler, I was taking financial crime calls. Like that's, you know, I get it. We're a smaller agency, but you don't have the manpower for someone else to take a fraudulent check call. You, you're sending the most expensive unit to operate, hands down, to take a fraudulent check call. So they got rid of the SROs <laughs> too. Remember? Oh yeah. They got yeah. rid of a lot of stuff, but yeah. But now you're a realtor. Now I'm in. Yes, I'm a full time in real estate and real estate investor. So it's a different Wait, kind of you, stress. What's a, what's a real estate investor? Um, my wife and I own an LLC, and we we do a combination of both. We'll purchase a home, rehab it, and resell it, or we'll purchase a home, rehab it, and then use it for. We have one full time rental. We have one uh, short term rental, which is like Airbnb, VRBO stuff. Yeah. Like that. And our we're we're looking for another one to rehab and resell, and then our next purchase will be something for like a midterm, like a one month to eight month like um contract rentals we should for traveling that. nurses and stuff like that why don't we do that you would love to do that wouldn't you i don't have time <laughs> it's a I, it is a way to make passive income that like i was gonna say if you spent the amount of time working on a house as you did watching people work on a house on a tv <laughs> we would be good yeah, it's a different skill though working on a house like i can't watching the she shows does. yeah don't ask me to do drywall no. If you want you want drywall done, don't ask I me. I can barely that, operate a fucking drill. I look like a three year old with play doh. <laughs> it's awful. All right, so we're gonna get into the into the episode. What do uh, you want the, the episode to be called? The shooting. The shooting. No, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want the episode to be called? I have no idea. <laughs> he gets very diva like the first twenty minutes of the episode, and then I gotta get sloshed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not drunk enough. Well, to I did, can we introduce I Kevin first? Yeah. <laughs> you, you son of a bitch. Well, he was just <laughs> sitting here and we're talking like he wasn't here. Like he just was. He Is my mic working? <laughs> all right. Sam's got a list. So, all right. This episode, we're going to talk about school shootings, essentially, and army teachers. Or army teachers? I thought that's what you said. No. Arming? No, I never said that. I said the ban of weapons and Biden's bill, what it's going to do. Oh. Okay. You guys know Biden's. So Biden's been going to the, the, the Senate and stuff, and he has a proposed bill on the banning of assault weapons. 
So I read into the bill for this episode. Mm, sorry. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Not arming teachers. I thought you said arming teachers. I have a lot of uh, experience and knowledge in this. No. Armed, armed in, a lot of teachers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. In this. It's gun-free America. Gun-free America. Mm. Yeah. Do you, guys, does, do, do you guys know? Well, I, that's just I have not read that. Okay. Read so do you want me to talk about Bill or do you want to get this? the national Which one Euros? do you think we should do first with the Bill? I think this conversation will go better if we watch this. First. Yes. All right. right. So we'll watch that. All right. And then I get to get on my soapbox at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can play it up until we, t- we tell you to stop. I, I could, they actually kill the guy at the very end. So, so let's watch that part. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Did he just say something about SWAT? I don't think so. I think he said he's, or maybe the the dispatcher maybe did. Yeah. No, they're responding to an active shooter. All right. Usually I wouldn't condone talking to people, but she was giving him information. Yeah. So. Useful information. So that's cool. He was cruiser ready, and now he's not cruiser ready. I feel like that school's had some sort of a a lot of training to have someone standing there with the keys. That administrator was standing right by the door. Yeah, which is super fucking dangerous. Gunman in there. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure she's. So your critique right now would be the the amount of time he waited. Yeah, where he keeps yelling, I need three, I need three. Yeah. Like, you can tell that he wants to go, but he also has a little bit of the old school thought of, we need three guys. Oh, man, this is giving me anxiety just listening to it. So there's no active gunshots right now for them to go to. Quick clearing. There is no gunshots, right? Like, they can't hear anything. I think about halfway through this, they hear them upstairs. Yeah, they come out of this hallway, and at some point, either someone tells them or they hear it. And I think it's coming up where one of them says it. They're still on the first floor? Yeah. I like his sight, his optic. Yeah. No, those gunshots. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah Here's something. Yeah, it's, it's that's yeah that's because he yells. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, they are moving. Why is that dude? Who is that? In the I don't know. It's, <laughs> Well, he probably is like, oh, there it is. you can hear him rifle. shooting. Yeah, that's definitely a bad guy. Good for them. 
This is it. Ooh. And he put the safety back on. Yeah, I mean, that guy. <laughs> like, little, safety get a little bit extra. And, and muzzle discipline of that yeah. guy is. This is the body that cam dude, you want to show. That dude not running in front of his muzzle also yeah. was really. Yeah. All right. That was it. Yeah, I think with the exception of like the first 15 seconds, you could almost use that as a training video. If yeah, that was it, pretty much textbook. It. It, it was, and it sounded like when we do active shooter training, that's how they sound. As loud as it can be, there's usually less vision. Like that was a, they had a, it wasn't dark for them. But uh, yeah, when yeah. we train, we train in very low light. Yeah. Well, with, well, when they got there, I would say that there was no gunshots. So that's why they kind of slowed it down. Yeah. And then he, you know, got the three and. Because maybe his mentality was, you know, we're going to be searching these rooms. since. We're and, and I will say if rather than go in alone, if you have oh, you're right, if you have no gunshots yeah. and you got two buddies running up to you, you can wait 10 seconds for them to have three rather than you going in being 15, 30 seconds ahead of another group. And then you're in contact. And then these two guys are trying to figure out. Come find yeah. You. yeah. So that's actually and another thing, too. Uh, she said there's two kids that are not accounted for. So in that moment, maybe he's thinking, all right, she's not, you know, they got all the kids out of the school, it seemed like. Well, they did? Yeah. If you, well, from what I was hearing, it seemed like they had all the kids accounted for. Unless I heard wrong. She's like, we well, don't have two accounted for. Uh-huh. And then that's when he said, yes, ma'am. And then, you know, he went inside. So, and then uh, the gunshots were heard and they went up. I mean, all of them did a great job. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, also, too, because, like, I mean, in that situation, I would dump a magazine, and this guy was really good at taking those controlled shots and putting down his target. It seemed like they had experience. Even the guy, the guy with the handgun, too. Yeah. So they must have trained a lot for it, and they did good. Everybody is now. If you're an agency and you're not training for an active shooter, you're wrong, (laughs) because you're outdated. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we we and him always talk about how they're so common now that it's you hear about it. I think the reason why this one's so popular is because of the way it was handled. If it had been, this is going to sound really bad. It, if it had been way more people murdered and law enforcement law enforcement gave a mediocre to bad response, it would be an active shooter all over the news, and then it would be kind of like forgotten about because it. But because of the swift reaction and you know i feel like that's why it's and that it was a christian school right yeah that was and i don't think christian schools or private schools they're not mandated to have sros Mm -hmm. so they hire sometimes they'll have their own security or they'll do the off-duty so and you know that one seemed like it didn't have it so that's what was uh kind of shitty for them okay they didn't have someone there before we go into your gun free america uh what is your opinion on arming teachers? Um, Specific teacher. I'm not saying like hand out, hand a Glock out to every, but if a, if a teacher wants, has a, has a CCW and has a training and experience, and then they, they institute a new county, a new county course that is given by the SO who gives the green light for this teacher, do you think that's a good idea or no? Just like, pros or cons because i don't know it's the liability of it and there's just i I, i'm for every pro i think i i can think of a con Mm -hmm. 
because like the teacher <laughs> oh shit yeah, shooting himself <laughs> leaving his gun in a desk a kid taking it <laughs> or like or, i never wanted to shoot children before but now yeah and then it's or you're, you're or giving teacher, them the opportunity to do it imagine the teacher though shootings happening and he's on the west side of the campus and then cops arrive oh and they, and shoot they, it out and they the see teachers. a t- uh, see a guy clearing a hallway you're gonna get your tunnel vision, be like, "There's a shooter," and just you just smoked uh, the teacher with the yeah. Gun. And teachers aren't gonna. Well, I would say if if they did do that, they should have the teacher go through the same amount of active shooter training that law enforcement goes through. That's but it's exactly crazy. What I was it, say. Yeah, but it's. But then you might as well just do the guardian thing. They're where teachers. You have, they're not supposed to be, you know, killers or. <laughs> you know, you they're not make it like one of the administration. You know, not a teacher that's dealing with kids on a day to day basis because that can be stressful. Period, and and you know you don't want that to be an added, you know, sense yeah. of stress is on top of like, I'm dealing with these kids that are stressing me out every day. Now I also have the responsibility of, I am the guy or woman that has to respond to an active shooter. But, but yeah, I think that continued education and continued training, like if you're going to do that, then whoever it is in that school is required when the SO goes out and they're like, Hey, we're doing our twice a year, three yeah. times a year, whatever active shooter that teacher's coming with us. Mm-hmm. That teacher has to go yeah. through the training every year, you know, maybe per psyche vows or whatever. Like, I've, I feel that if there is a teacher that is confident enough to carry, they're already doing it yeah, without the know. permission. Yeah. And they don't know. That's because true. Did just to pick a random teacher and be like, hey, you're going to be carrying. Oh, you're going to respond to hold a gun. Yeah. So I don't I don't think I don't I don't think teachers should carry. And I don't think it's we should put the burden of a teacher who's supposed to instruct kids and try to train them to be a killer. I mean, we got to kind of separate that with the students. So I don't think teachers should be armed. You don't if think the, if they're confident and enough. Firearms could go hand in hand? Huh? Finger painting and firearms don't no. go hand in hand? <laughs> no, they don't. There you go. Weird. Yeah. So I think, like, if it's, like, some veteran guy and he's carrying on his own, he'll be good. Did you know what's a mi- – okay, this is going to sound bad because I'm a cop, but in Florida it's a misdemeanor. To carry a gun even on a school grounds, even if you have a CCW. Yeah. Did you know? I, I didn't know that until the yeah. other day. Yep. Is it There's one a couple of places. Misdemeanor exceptions that you should know. I don't think it's a misdemeanor, isn't it? No. Edit, Carrying on school grounds. We should know this one. All right. This is Sam's episode. Well, no, I was just talking about the banning of weapons and what Biden was going to propose. Because it's it's so sad and unfortunate that. Because of this? No, it's any active shooter. This is what, you know, they, they uh, stand on to propose their bills. Like, it's, it, when, whenever an active shooter happens, it's, it's kind of like they think it's something new. It's been going on since the 90s. And they could have addressed it then and there, but they didn't. So I was just going to tell you guys how this would work. Yeah, go for it. And it's kind of long. No, Not long. Right. It's three little pages. If you get, if you, if you hit a good. So Biden's assault weapon banned. He makes when everybody thinks of assault weapons, they think of the that M16. That's you know the AR, which AR doesn't mean assault rifle. It means armama, arma, arma, arma light. There you go. That's what it means. So they think it means assault rifle. It's not. So whenever someone says assault weapon, they think it's that M16, M4, which it's not. Assault weapons would be any weapon. Which camera should I stare at with this? Uh, that one. Okay. Camera one. 
The Aye. assault weapon ban would be any weapon that holds that has the capacity to hold ten or more rounds. Even pistols. That's including pistols. This is a new thing they're trying to push. Yes. So the assault weapon ban would be. It doesn't say. That's their it, definition. Yes. Wow. So it would be ten or more. And then, that's that's part of it. And then, so it would pretty much be eighty percent of guns, besides revolvers and hunting rifles. So a twenty-two long rifle would be if you yes. Had big Even the nineteen eleven that used to hold the seven round, there are ten magazine. There are capacities that can hold ten or more. So it would ban that and considered it an assault weapon. Any Glock, any any gun that has any magazine, pretty much would be banned. So missing the idea there. The step one would be he would need two-thirds of Congress, which means 67, seven, 67 senators, 297, 290 representatives. Dude, I just want to say, Sam's like that kid in school that really tried on his presentation, and his teacher's not used to him trying, so he gave like a D presentation, but you got a B because she was just so excited that you were trying. <laughs> that I actually did. That I actually did. <laughs> so wait, 67 seven senators... 290 representatives would have to pass this. This is step one for banning the assault weapons. And it would be, if you're going to ban the assault weapons, you have to ban the Second Amendment. It's not just like we can make a law for it. So after they do that, then step two. Oh, then they would have to vote. <laughs> Sorry. It's his own handwriting. And he's like, what the hell does this say? Who's this idiot that wrote this? <laughs> is it even your notes? Or did you have somebody do it for you? <laughs> <laughs> that they would have to vote to appeal the gun rights, which is the Second Amendment. Has that ever been done before? Appeal no. amendment? Oh, yes. It was, I don't know. The 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 women voting. And slavery and stuff? Suffrage yeah. was... Yeah. Actually, that wasn't a... That wasn't a that was appeal. added, that right? That was an added, yeah. yeah. It was an added amendment. So wouldn't they just add on an amendment rather than appeal? No, they have to take away the yeah, second amendment. So that was it. Said that's never happened, right? In no, the history of yeah, America. because the second amendment says shall not be infringed. So what this bill was going to do was infringe <laughs> on your right to own a firearm. This isn't going to go. Oh, oh. So step two is they have to vote to have the amendment appealed, which is the second amendment. So after that, then they would have to convince the thirty-eight out of the 50 states, 38 legislators to ratify the Second Amendment. So this is all politicians right now talking between each other. Their best interest, which is not us, it's their best interest. And so now let's say they did get rid of the Second Amendment. That's just getting rid of it. There's no laws or anything. There's no programs. There's nothing. That's just them getting rid of it. They can say so they can start this process. They have to get start rid of it. the process. So by this time, I would say this is what a year, two years, three years. We don't know how long it takes. So now they would have to make common sense gun reform laws. So each state would have to make their law about right. guns. Florida. So now, Florida. Florida. <laughs> so now guns are illegal. And let's say each state, let's just say the best case scenario, all states were like, yeah, we're going to get rid of guns. No more assault weapons. Which worst is ten, well, yeah, for this part. Oh, okay. Yeah, the best case for like the people that want to ban weapons and assault weapons. So they do all that. 
the senators, the politicians, and all them all agree, which you know we they won't. Now the big thing is enforcing the law, and who are they going to have enforce the law? Would be law enforcement officers who that, are also that, private citizens directly affected right, is by that, the is law. Is that a plan, or is that you just? No, this is the process of what it would take. They, I mean, let's say they make gun illegal, guns illegal. Now they have to have law enforcement take away the guns. Because yes, they can do buyback. Pro, um, God damn it! You gotta edit that out. They have to do buyback programs, which sixty percent of it, sixty percent guns from grandpa's hunting. No, it, that people don't turn in their weapons. So there's still sixty percent of weapons out there, and I have a statistic. Are you so these are actual statistics? Like you. Yeah, so Australia did it. They banned weapons, and they did the buyback, and they found out that not everybody turned in their guns. And when you say buyback, you're saying and an, it's an a, incentive it, to turn in your like guns. You get yes, like a it's $50 not even a buyback because the government never owned the firearm. It's yours. <laughs> right. So it's them it's trying confusing. to purchase. They, they call it the buyback program, but it's just the government purchasing your firearm. That you go over and you get a fifty dollar gift ticket to Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> yeah. So the U.S. or Outback <laughs> has three hundred and fifty million guns. How many? And the U.S. has around three hundred and thirty million people. So, so like let's just say per, uh, let's just say that that sixty percent was still left out there. That the forty percent of Americans turned in their weapons. That leaves 210 million guns still out there unaccounted for. Oh, and in law enforcement, for the whole country, there's 800,000 law enforcement officers. Out of the 800,000 law enforcement officers, 125,000 are federal agents split up between the ATF, the CIA, and the FBI. So 800,000 cops. I don't think the CIA uses guns, to be honest. Yeah, but 800,000 <laughs> cops for 330 million Americans. That's, that, I would say that kind of shows you how good our country is because you have under a million regulating 330 million people. Yeah. So then at that point, we would have to have the people that didn't turn them in. Now we have to find out who owns guns, and yeah. we would have to go to each door, Be each like house. Nazis. And take away guns by force, which in you'd have America's to appeal field, another amendment for that, <laughs> right? No, well, and and how? I mean, there's just the, the the logistics of that are just astronomical because how many people have sold a gun to their friend That's with right. a receipt they wrote on a piece of paper that says, "I sold you my Glock 26." And if they, they even do that, do that. well, but state you know, of Florida, people, you don't have to, right? And a lot of people will do it just to say to have that receipt signed, yeah. so that if then I sell. I sell someone a gun and then they go and commit homicide with it and they throw it in a dumpster and they find it and they, they run that serial number and they go, oh, well, this, here's the thing. This gun's registered to Kevin. No, that's not what happens because, I mean, if, unless I'm wrong, in the state of Florida, the, well, as a law enforcement officer runs a serial number, it just comes back negative. The only way it's going to come back is if it's stolen, if it's reported Correct. stolen. The only people that have documentation of any firearm bought is the gun store you bought it from. They keep it. So if you, if, if like they found a gun, now if your fingerprints were on it because you sold it to somebody, that would be good to have a bill of sale. But 
as far as like this national, there's no national gun registry that right. I that I know of. I again, I'm. But it also with gun stores, it doesn't say the gun store says I sold a handgun to Kevin Kreger. But it has That's, a serial number. Does it? I think. Oh yeah. But I think it's. If you walk I, in street, we would and we you buy need a gun? gun store owner in here for that part. If let's say the government went and said, "Hey, how many guns did Kevin Kreger purchase, and which guns?" Yeah, it would have You'd to have to go to each gun but, store though. But if that's you buy another that's thing. That's do. another thing that that's would take do. forever to yeah. do. Is you would have to go to each gun store and cost the U.S. taxpayer. I'm surprised. Which they don't do. That would be the ideal thing. Why don't they do that? So they don't. A national gun registry. I mean, they, I don't they, care. Well, actually, I do. so if you go to if you go to private, if um, what what are these gun shows that come up? Because I've went to those gun shows. All you have to verify is that person is of age and a Florida resident. And I've went there with cash, and I bought shotguns and pistols. And you bought pistols? Yeah. You don't have to wait on a background check. It's it's because it's a private sale. So those old men that come in, they have the private sales. They have their booth, or they'll even walk around, and they say, I remember this guy that I bought a gun from. He was walking around. He says, guns for sale on his shirt. And so you talk to him, and he, he's like, oh, you're a Florida resident? Okay, you're over 21. I'm selling this Glock for $700. Because at that point, it's like kind of unregistered. Wow. And no background check. And no background check because it's a private sale, which I disagree with. You disagree with that? With private sales because if I was a felon, I can go to a gun show and get guns. No. It's on me to be, it's on me to be honest. I, I think they do background checks. At no, you can't. Now for private gun sales. Yeah. That's you say, the, what do you think a convicted felon? Well. You're telling the convicted felon to be honest now? What, do you think he's going to have $700 by a clock? Possibly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the point of, like, these active shooters is if they have motives, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And they're, the people think that once we ban guns, this will end. I don't. Oh, God, no. It's not going to slow down. You have to have more guns to stop gun violence. There, it, that's why I, I brought up the arming teachers thing. It's just I think that right now for the U.S., it's like it's too late. We've have so many guns. It's just too late for us to say no more guns. Yeah, there's yeah. too many secrets. There's too many guns that people that and then no once one knows about that exist that have existed. You know, for yeah, there's gonna be a lot of boating accidents. And then once you say, hey, yeah, guns are illegal now and they're banned. What's that do? That creates new profit for criminals. Yeah, like you guys. Well, that's uh, that's what I'm saying is now you have all these law enforcement agencies. Let's say now they have to go door to door to people that may not want to give up their guns. And now you're putting law enforcement officers at risk. Well, OK. And then it, it's just you're going and it's just not even here. Imagine the country places where there's sovereign citizens, there's militias. And now you it, not, you have to go to inner cities. You have to go to inner cities. She's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just shush me. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You have to go to inner cities and take all these guns from criminals. Laws are made for honest people. 
The criminal doesn't obey the law. Yeah. And I was going to comment on that when you said there's 800,000 total law enforcement officers, which are not like what we you know consider like boots on the ground working. Yeah, they're just sworn right? positions. That's just sworn Jails. positions, which are investigators, you know, probation officers, corrections officers. So you have 800,000 law enforcement officers, right? That is because we believe inherently people are good. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's the the 1% of people that are not good that that's what we need the law enforcement for. So all of these laws are based on people being inherently good. But what's 1% of how many guns do we have? 340 million guns. What's 1% of that? 340,000, right? Mm-hmm. Or is that 10%? I don't know. Well, what do you guys think about that's what 34,000? It's a big number. Is it 1%, 340,000 guns? Or 340 yeah. million? Yeah. Well, uh, God, nobody's going to take us serious on this one. <laughs> I can do math. <laughs> Well, okay, so what was the shot heard around the world? That was pretty much the one that started the revolution, right? Am I am I wrong? Can you Google that? Shot heard around the world? What? The shot that, the shot that was heard around the first active shooter? <laughs> no, no. It's well before that. It was like what kicked off because essentially when this happens when this how ha- when when this happens, and it will happen. I mean, we're, we're the longest-lasting republic, but it's going to fall at some point statistically. Um, the sh- somebody is going to have to do the shot heard around the world, the Waco. And it's going to have to, because when, when they isolate everybody, when everyone's isolated, they're scared. You know, I don't, I don't want to go to prison, but as soon as people start fending off the government, it's like, holy shit, did you hear what those people did over there? Did you hear what these people, like, this is really happening. It's going to inspire more people, which... I was going to ask you guys where obviously you're former law enforcement for a long time. You're pro police. You're me and you are both law enforcement at what, what's your breaking point? When, when will you say I turn in my badge because I'm not this anymore. And then when will you become one of the, I, I would think like those, uh, those just like those dry warrants of we're going to, and each agency and police department serve warrants different, but I mean, to go to people's houses and we're fighting over guns and you know imagine just like what we, we what we did overseas it was guerrilla warfare that's what would happen here and we're fighting over something that yeah it's still not going to slow down it just sucks because i feel like there's no winning there's there's no good plan at this point other than more guns well, I, yeah, I mean more guns. Uh, it, really, there's no stopping. We have enough firearms guns in this country, right? We have enough guns. Yeah. No, I mean like arming more people in more areas. Uh, yeah. Arming more intelligent, rational, stable people. Mm-hmm. I think that that the major problem that we have is, uh, and I know that everybody hates to talk about it, but you know, is mental illness. You know, there's a lot of people, and that's not to say that people are crazy, but it's it's a lot of people just don't have an outlet for their anger, an outlet for depression, an outlet for angst. They don't have these outlets, and it uh, and it just comes to a head, and and they go, this is the way that I'm going to be heard. This yeah. is the way that I'll be remembered. And you know, it's unfortunate that there's nothing set in place, really, realistically. And uh, what the big thing is, so everybody always likes to compare us to other countries. There's not one other country out there. That has 300 and, you know, 30 million, 40 million people out there with this amount of rights. If you go to any other country, they're really small and they have their own way. But we're just such a diverse everybody in 50 states. There's 
it's just you don't even have to use your own bathroom if you don't want to. <laughs> you have a right to go in there and pee with little girls if you want. It's, it's just it's weird. yeah. No, it <laughs> it's really, true. That was left ball. Okay, but Officially, with the, with the mental like health thing, I agree that I, I agree with this. When Florida we have what's called the Baker Act. If you're Baker acted, that means that you are involuntarily involuntarily subject to examination and you're taken into custody by law enforcement. Mm-hmm. It could be by force or if you're willing to go with them, but you're going. We're supposed to do orders where if that person admits to or there is information that that person has a firearm, we take those firearms for safekeeping. However, I don't know the back-end process. Once I take someone to the facility to get evaluated and we submit their firearms into evidence, I don't know what happens after that. And I don't know if there's a court hearing. I would hope there's so, a court hearing where they, they want their guns back. They have to. I've actually been to court for Baker Acts where I had to talk about my experience with that certain person, why they want to take away their guns. But the big thing about Baker Axe is it's covered under uh, HIPAA. Yeah. So I, I would feel that if you move to another state and started fresh and you're not honest on the application that's telling you to be honest, you could still get a firearm. I don't know what happens at the hospital or whatever facility that you're taken to for a Baker Act. I, I have been present when someone has shown up and there's like paperwork it's like this little packet that they show Mm -hmm. up with that allows either them or a family member to recover those firearms from our uh, property department Mm -hmm. so i know that there is some sort of documentation that says we we've signed off on them that like they were just having a bad day or whatever it is that okay you're allowed to have the guns back or a family member can come and pick them up so if you're over 18 and you're related to the person who was the subject of a baker act you go in and you take their firearms, a family member can come the next day and say, yeah, see, I'll be responsible. That's retarded. These. It should be, that's your guns. Sorry. That's stupid. You have to apply to get them back. Well, and that, yeah, and that's, that's the, the, the big thing is like, we're, so we, we took that step to take them away, to take them out of the household. The, the objective is to, for this person to not have access to them. But if then a family member can show up and go, hey, I'll, I'll sign for them, and you take them right back to the house, like, We've defeated the purpose of of making this house safe for that person. Yeah. Well, I will say this. When I got hired at my first police department, there was four positions to get. So they had the four filled. I was the fifth one. That's how low I was. Yes. And they offered me the reserve spot for that place. And I said, you know what? I need to get my foot in the door. I will take it. So my original uh, offer was for the reserve. The week of, what are you doing? Oh, so the week of the swearing in, they called me, and this was the current chief now. And he said, "Hey, do you want a full time spot?" Yeah, he said, "Do you want a full time spot?" And I was like, "Yeah." It took them forever to find out one of those four guys that didn't get hired that he was placed under a Baker Act, and that was because somebody gave him up. Yeah, because it's protected under HIPAA. He was about to get sworn in, and they said, we have to, we're not longer hired, and I took his full-time spot. I was the full guy. Well, hold on. So you're saying that someone that's been Baker Acted before shouldn't be a cop? Is that? Well, that's what they said. Do you agree with that? 
A Baker Act? Yeah, if you've been Baker Acting. Now, I'm not talking an extensive history of mental illness. I'm talking it has been Baker Act. Because I, I think everything in when it comes to being a law enforcement officer, everything should be case by case. Yes, because yeah. yeah. it, it could have been like a kid was, because when we're in law enforcement, if even if they're joking around, what, we still have to... Evaluate them and do that, and yeah, and it's like the best. Well, the CYA is I'm just gonna still do it just just in case. So it could have been a scenario like that, or it could have been where he had a plan. So I think everything in law enforcement, even with arrests, should be case by case, and they look at it. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree because I mean Baker acts are supposed to be confidential in theory. Even as a law enforcement officer, let's say you're active law enforcement, the job gets to you. You have an episode and things that you are saying are problematic. Your wife, not you, but I'm just talking a guy's wife calls and said, this is what they're supposed to, in theory, come take you into custody and no one is supposed to be of of the wiser, right? No Mm -hmm. one. I get it. Maybe there's chain of command things where... They're allowed to break HIPAA based off your chain of command. And, but to my knowledge, it's supposed to stop at what's that, like, it's supposed to stop right there at that level. Well, and there's a report done. That's another thing, too. And, and it happened to me. Has there been a law agency to one of our officers? I would sue. Has there been well, a lawsuit? We had to go out and be like, well, I hate to do this, man, but we have to do this. Yeah. And uh, it, like, it could have gone way worse than it did. He, w- he was an officer? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember. And it was not even. Yeah, I remember that. Poor guy. Um, I think there's agencies now that. Just, Edit in? Yeah, there's agencies oh. now. <gasps> Sam, oh. it's your birthday. When's your birthday? 43? 43? Yeah, you're oh, 43 boy. years old. <laughs> Happy 43rd. Are you it, I think or 34? No, I'm 35. No, you're 43. Oh. And also, when is your actual birthday? March 31st. My so anybody who wants to steal my identity. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 35. I, I won't say the year. What are the last four of your social and your favorite pets? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to. And your mom's maiden name. Yeah. Here, hold, keep holding the cake. So <laughs> I can blow out the candles. Light it on fire. <laughs> Do we have to sing in uh, Espanol for you? No. Here, I'll hold the case so you can put your hat on. Okay. That is, actually, you should sing it in German. No. <laughs> it sounds horrifying. Wait. You got it? Does this, you look like look the cartoon Joker. Oh, don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> no Wait. signal candles. Well, I can put a little flame on each one. Yeah, <laughs> digital flame. Happy 43rd birthday. Happy 40th. Happy birthday, Sam. <laughs> wow, this is very nice. Do you guys want to eat cake now? Or no, we smash no. your face can we talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to have the edit out. and then Unless the we're doing one of those ASMR videos. Well, what were we talking about? Oh, okay. Well, um, to go back on... The taking of weapons. Uh, look at, and I just rewatched the show, but Waco mm. oh, yeah. and Ruby Ridge. Yeah, okay, let's talk about those. Those are fucking awesome topics. So Waco, well, that's that's a whole different thing. But for me, it shows that 
in Waco, those were a religious cult. And they weren't really trained. They weren't military. And look what they did to the ATF. So I would believe that would happen consistently when we try to take firearms from the citizens. And there's people that say, hey, we've tried this way for so long. Let's just go for it and try something new. I'm, you know what? I'm for it. Ban all the weapons. Ban everything. And let's just see what happens. Let's go for the Are ride. you being cynical? No. You really want to ban all weapons? Just ban them all, and let's just see what happens. I'm sure the cartels and criminals are going to obey all the laws, and they're going to turn in their, their oh, rifles shit. and not try to make profit. Waco. I'm going to try and not touch but, it. Waco. All right, Sorry. so you start watching the show on Netflix? No, no, no. That's not it. The show you want to watch is on Paramount. Paramount, yeah. With Plus. But Waco is also just came out on Netflix, too. It's, it's pronounced Waco. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't get the reference. What's what's the reference? Office when Aaron <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, this is another Waco, Texas," and she goes, "It's pronounced, it's pronounced Waco." <laughs> Thank you. But so oh, the office, lots of uh, God and government people. Well, lots of God people versus a lot of government people, and like, okay, like you know what I'm saying? Like you, like in that in that show. The guy, one of the guys that got shot, one of the DEA agents, said that. Well, I guess the show tells you how the the compound got tipped off. That it was real, gonna happen. real quick. Is this the Netflix one? Yeah. Okay. Um, the compound got tipped off that the whole raid was going to happen. One of the guys that ended up getting shot told a supervision, "Hey, we shouldn't do this," and they still did it, and it was a shit show. And then the FBI had to come and take. Well, okay. I guess what's so interesting about Waco, I'm sorry. Okay. What's so interesting about Waco is the fact that I ran into a guy on our SWAT team at some training we were doing, and he was wearing a come and take it shirt. And I was like, that's really ironic, bro. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, that you're wearing a shirt that says come and take it. I was like, you're, you're the guy that comes that's and takes it. it. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, well, no, I'm like, dude, you don't got to justify it. We all have our points. The point of no return when you are like, I'm not down for this. So if you're on, if you got a cool job, I always said this about the people, the bro vets that talk about how the police oppress our country. Well, you were the one that went 19 and totally fucking oppressed the sovereign nation with an M4 and you didn't care because it was a dope ass job. You wanted to go. So SWAT police, it's a cool job. And at some point there will be a point where guys are going to have to decide, am I a constitutionalist? Do I believe in America? Do I believe right. that big government should be stopped? And am I going to be a part of this big government? And that's going to be, everybody's just going to have that point for themselves. I think a lot of people forget that it says a government for the people, of the people. Obviously, it's made up of our own people, but it says for the people. The government is not there to protect us. The government yeah. is there to serve us. And I think that somewhere in the last 70 years we've really lost sight of that you know up until i think like 1919 or 1913 i can't remember which it's one of those it's a long time ago the u.s government could not spend money without approval of the u.s population they had to go say hey we want to spend 50 million dollars 100 million dollars on this project and the u.s population would say Okay, we agree with through that. Congress and Senate and stuff, and then you have to buy bonds. They had to buy bonds that were a hey, guarantee sure to, the, to the camera. U.S. people that we were going to 
spend the money on this. And then after 1919, that all kind of just went away. And then the depression when prohibition, when they banned alcohol and then all the craziness. And it's never come back. There, there is no, I asked this question the other day, when we send a hundred million dollars to the Ukraine, who votes on that? Who says, I'm good with you sending a hundred million dollars to the Ukraine? Spend Ukraine, my, spend Ukraine my money, votes daddy. For that? Well, <laughs> obviously, yeah. <laughs> Ukraine definitely votes for it. But there's no, there's no like uh, public hearing where they go, hey, we're considering doing this. What is everyone's opinion on it? No, we just hear about it and we go, oh. Uh, wait, what? And, well, they and then we're sending military vehicles. Opinion, they slide yeah. that shit down on the back page of like of a two thousand. Yeah, that bill. they don't. I, I don't know. It's, it's, like you watch some of the biggest things being decided on C-SPAN. It's it, you're able to watch it. No one cares because it's not. It's, I, it's not entertaining. And also, when it comes to the ban of weapons, you're gonna have I got, this thing's itching my face real bad. It's okay. You're going to have this side and that side, and then there's just going to be the funding of money to both sides. If I think that weapons should be banned, I'm going to fund this person that wants to ban it. If you say they shouldn't be banned, you're going to fund that guy that says they shouldn't be banned. And then at the end, everybody fights, the head honchos get the money, and then nothing happens. And then it just, it just continues and continues, and... All these unfortunate situations happen, and it's just the bickering of power and money. However, the one thing I would like to point out is in the 70s and 80s, we, we tend to forget that these weapons of war have been around forever. The, these type of situations weren't happening in the 70s or 80s. My, you know, my dad used to tell me in New York, it was easy to get an AK-47 fully automatic. It was easy. Like post-Vietnam? Yeah. It was, they had automatic, the ARs, the M16A1. It was very easy to get, but you didn't see active shooters during yeah. those times. And back then, the police had revolvers, five-shot revolvers, and the bad guys were way out-armed. They had better weapons, and we didn't see this type of stuff. Now we're seeing it. And everybody thinks that there's just this one way. Well, and then it's like everybody wants, like, everybody wants government to have the guns. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, right. like uh, you know, I'm anti-gun. I want the—it's like they never opened a history book. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, and the thing is, everybody wants the government to figure it out when— I, I believe that those type of government don't have our best interests. Dude, no government has our best interests. Yeah, the well, Second Amendment was written after people had just fought a war against a tyrannical <laughs> government. Yeah. Like, On taxes that we pay taxes yeah. for everything. <laughs> We're already halfway I there, mean, yeah. baby. Remember, you work three months <laughs> for the government out of the year. Yeah. Well, so I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's a situation or a scenario where we can stop this it just it sucks it's sad but because we're, we're when we make new laws again laws are meant for people that obey them criminals people, yeah. yeah laws locks and freaking gated communities keep honest people out it doesn't keep the bad guy out yeah that always irks me is that people think that these certain things are going to prevent something the criminal doesn't care he's going to do what he wants to do well, all right, so let's go back to Do you have anything to say on that? Nope. Um, Not yet. Do you, I wanted to go back to Waco 
If Waco happened in 2023, it was a religious cult in a big on a on private property. Now they are manufacturing fully automatic weapons, right? I think that's what was going on in Waco. That's the intel they had is that these guys were altering weapons to be fully automatic. Continuous shipments of ammunition, continuous shipments of guns. I want to know where each of you stand on whether or not the government should interfere, and and if so, how the government should interfere. Can you move trigger? I'm doing the power move on you. Okay. It's your birthday, bud. Thank you. All right, go ahead. That's your birthday, truly. <laughs> he's oh, going to start eat, drinking all your truly's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sam's going to start talking in cursive in about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> all right, let me talk to you about Waco. Yeah. Watch for his hands. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. You're, talk about. You're Waco. If it happened in 2023. Oh. That's tough. I mean, I, I consider myself a libertarian, you know, limited government, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also, I, you know, I'm a big believer in stable people owning firearms. And I mean, it was pretty apparent from some of the videos and the manifestos and stuff that came out that he was not stable. So I don't think that's somebody that should be allowed to possess and, uh, you know, just just a giant armory full of fully automatic and grenades semi-automatic yeah doesn't matter i mean like that's talking about david right yeah David okay, Koresh, yeah, like yeah. that's not a guy that should have that many firearms and there's no and there was no talk about there was no cap like they weren't like they would it was just continuous shipments right. of firearms explosives and ammunition going to that place it's like at what point do you go like okay now it's becoming a risk for everybody outside that compound right we don't know what they're gonna do so now, okay, let's say, okay, but, and I want to get your opinion on it. But this is, so the thing about uh, Wacko was, this is where my uh, tinfoil hat comes on. We're trusting the ATF and the FBI with this intel. We're saying that, you know, David and, David could have just had 10 guns, but the FBI and the ATF reported to us he has a million guns and he has all this ammunition. It's like, wh- who do we believe at this point? Was he was he planning to overthrow the government over in that place in Waco? And I just, it's like you never truly know. I don't think they're like a modern Waco will happen. I think the, the speed at which information is transmitted would prevent that from happening. Like, Somebody not would post something on Instagram yeah, and they catch yeah, it quick. Like that, yeah. But not even that, like the idea behind the ATF going, trust us. We know what we're talking about. There's a million guns in there. Like there are people that would go, hold on. And then uh, like they'd be on TikTok and stitch it and be like, that's a lie. You know, like it, it wouldn't take long for people to figure out what's going on. Today. I don't think. Th- and then I think that's why we haven't had a modern day Waco right. just because of social media. As much as I don't like it, there is a positive to it. You can call out people, and they don't have... I think that's the big uh, power for our government is they don't have the control of social media. They want it. Well, they, they do want it. They're sucking up all your information, that's for sure. Oh, they, they'll, they'll, they'll suck it up, but it's, it's still, you still can't prevent social media. You guys post this. Let's just say you guys post this, and they didn't like it. And they get it taken down. There's someone out there that took this. And oh yeah, it's saved out there forever. It and stuff. Yeah, it's a just it's, with that active shooter over in. Oh god, I don't want to get it wrong. The one that was in Switzerland, he killed all those Muslims. 
the Google, the Google, Google tried to prevent it from getting shared, but you're they couldn't. You're 35 now. You can say, oh, the Google. Yeah, yeah. the Google. They tried to prevent it from going out, but people were saving it and they continued to share it. Mm. Okay, so Waco, we, it, 2023, we, the Waco is happening. Law enforcement's going to start taking action. What, how would you go about it? I think the first thing you do is you have a fleet of drones flying over that thing. Constant surveillance. Constant surveillance. Every, every foot. Because there's free, you know, the, the air above you is free. Like we can, mm-hmm. just like air, you know, commercial airlines can fly over your house and they don't have to ask permission. Fly a drone over it. Now, I mean, that's a slippery slope saying like we should start spying on private citizens. There needs what to be. What about a warrant? Right, so, right, and that's like you have to have probable cause, not reasonable suspicion. You have to have probable cause to say we believe that there is a crime being, and here's the evidence that we have. So you get a warrant, and then that judge says no problem. You want to know what it takes to get a federal warrant? <laughs> I have PC. All right, you know yeah, it takes well, it take to a local sheriff's office to get a warrant. It's a lot more than the feds going. Hey, you know. Yeah, well, and that you know. We can get on my soapbox about the police policing police. Oh, yeah. I, I just think that with a Waco, a modern-day Waco, there's too many people that have guns, bunkers, ammunition. It happen. How would you want law enforcement or the feds to handle it? If it could happen in 2023, let's just say it did. I, don't, I, I, I can't say anymore because look how we handled, you and I, we were over there in Iraq, how we handled guerrilla warfare. We were dropping bombs to kill one person, and we killed hundreds of people. Yeah, that's because it wasn't American, so the government didn't care. I know, but so now with here, we there's no other way. There's a ton of people that have all these stashes and stuff and ammunition. Do you think they should be left alone? It's like it's it, that's what sucks. When you, I don't think there's a right answer. When to you anything. weigh when you weigh the circumstances, when you're like, okay, I don't want if I, people are breaking the law, but. The amount of damage that could be done if we enacted on it rather than stopping them. All right. So there's no more ammo coming in. We've taken we will forever post a guard here to intercept all of your mail. However, because there's a case of a guy. It was a kind of like Ruby Ridge. And I, I feel so bad that I don't know this, but he had a warrant, but it was just easier to let him live his life in his land. And he would have, and he's never left his residence since he's never left his property. So but, now you're using time and resources for one person. Well, it's, and that my, my, well, I think picture is a, more people that are this is happening to. If but that guy a, didn't pose a threat to society. Right? Yeah, that, like that was the idea. Is that like he's got a warrant for whatever it is? You know, not triple homicide. You know, whatever. yeah, yeah. I don't think it was such a stupid. Bridge, yeah, we don't you know, have the like, resources to do that. Do you so but, we we would have eventually have to act. I, and there's I don't think there's any answer. We're concentrating on all these, and when it comes to an active shooter, what's so unfortunate is. We find out about the active shooter after it happens. Right. And it's all the what, you know, the should have, would have, could have type scenario. Yeah. We concentrate, let's just say Kevin Krager has all this ammunition and guns, but he's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're concentrating so much on him and we're looking and doing all our resources because we don't the, have a lot. The mentally ill kids over here with one gun. Tyler, yeah. the mentally ill. <laughs> Has the one gun and has his manifesto goes into a, a private school and does his act. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, it's so it's like a lose lose hardcore when it comes to our country with guns. I mean, I, there's so many, but I, the reason why I keep, I keep harping on the Waco thing is because there's so everybody's got 
everybody's got solutions for the mentally ill, the active shooters, whether or not we implement them or can't implement them, that's different. But the fortified people that are breaking the law, at what point do we make it? I mean, because we do it. Oh, hold on. We do it locally now. All right. You beat your wife, right? Ooh. You're held up. I do not. Okay. <laughs> Kevin does not. <laughs> <laughs> you, let's just say you beat your wife. You are held up. You know what we're going to do is local law enforcement for three hours. Kevin, you need to come out right now. You're surrounded. Kevin, you do. And then they're going to go, he's not coming out. And we're going to pack up and we're going to write a warrant. That's all we're going to do. So bad it's guys. almost like. Bad guys, we don't do that. Huh? Yeah, we don't do that, bad guys, if you're listening. If you're watching this for <laughs> counter until we don't do that. Yeah. So, you know, it's essentially, I don't see why the feds. And, and that's determined to be the safest route for everybody. You weigh what's going on versus the risk of entering a residence. You weigh it. And then it's being made by, you know, our command that this is the best way to handle this time. Is it, whether that's your, you agree or not, it's already being done at a local level. So why wouldn't it be done at a federal level where we're like, hey, it is not worth the risk of a small combat sized battle, you know, to enforce the law when they're just, they're just being by themselves and, you know, not bothering anybody because I don't think there was any, you know, you do have to weigh the risk of them going out of their way to harm people. You know, if they all decided to get into cars and go cause a massacre in the city that surrounds them, that's a problem. But right. Well, and I think that's the the big, like what I was talking about surveillance is like, there's a huge difference between passive crime and active crime. So passive crime, I could be amassing, uh, you know, let's say I'm growing 500 weed plants in my attic but they're for me. Yeah. It's still illegal, mm-hmm. but it's not causing any harm to anyone. How much money should the U.S. government spend to come in and take my weed plants? That's a good point. Right? Probably none. Most people would say none. Who cares? But if I start taking those weed plants and selling them to elementary school kids and they're laced with fentanyl, that's an act of crime. I'm actively poisoning people or I'm actively selling drugs. So then maybe, yeah, we should get law enforcement should get involved. But like I think that in the David Caress situation, maybe we should have just kept an eye on him. You know, like it's just a crazy guy out in the mountains, out in the hills uh, with a bunch of guns, which are all over the place, by the way. And you guys know that that's all over the place. No, all these scenarios are the fanatics and cults. We're not even talking about basic crime. When So a thing that people say is, OK, we're going to enforce gun laws and make them more strict or the punishment tougher. Yeah, we can do that. But it's just again, it's a. It's uh, increasing the risk for law enforcement. Imagine that we had a law that said, hey, if you get caught with an illegal gun or you're a convicted felon, you're going to do this amount of time. Let's just say five years, ten years. You're talking about enforcing laws so we don't have to deal with the repercussions of the people breaking the laws. Damn. Yes. So let's just say that. Holy shit. (laughs) Because what we have guys that get we have guys that. uh get caught with guns and cases are dropped or they do these deals. Let's just say now Kevin Kreger, he got caught with a firearm. He's going to do two years, 10 years in jail or five years in jail. And it's going to happen. Now, Kevin Kreger, knowing he has this gun and a cop comes to him, he's going to actually shoot it out with the cop and possibly kill him because he doesn't want to go to jail for five to 10 years. That's where I see the lose lose is yes. We enforce these laws, make them more strict, more punishment you know, a stronger punishment. Now as a criminal, 
A cop pulls me over. I'm like, shit, I have my gun. He finds it. I'm going to go to jail for 10 years. That ain't going to happen. And he shoots it out with the cop and possibly kills that cop for not wanting to go to jail for 10 years. And that's just one scenario. And we're going across 50 states of criminals carrying guns, committing crimes with guns and all that. That's just the basic in law enforcement. My hands went up. Gone. <laughs> it's just, it's, I think it's whatever when it comes to guns, it's a lose-lose for the U.S. Because we were, we were created by guns. We were created to be rebellious. We were created to be terrorists. Because when England came over and we didn't agree, we were terrorists. And we fought against them. And we beat them and created our own country. We fought against people because of taxes, and now we have taxes and guns. So I don't think there's a win-win. There isn't. And, and it sucks. There, you know, like, you can work to mitigate it, but there's no banning weapons. Even, you know, to take the word assault out of it, but just banning weapons is not going to work. It's oh, not yeah, going to help. I just realized how many times we said the, the word gun. Do you have to edit out? <sighs> I can't. It's impossible. <laughs> We're just going to have to roll with it. We should have said it's just it's just so shitty because it's like too late now. And it's just the politicians they make money off it. There's fucking stocks. Every gun company has a stock. And when something like this happens so tragic, the stocks go up because now there are Americans that are afraid that the guns are gonna be taken, so let me buy them all now. And stocks go up. I have to pee. Can I pee? Oh no, it's Okay. You wanna pee now? I'll I'll pee on myself. <laughs> Well, um, you want you at? Yeah, I go pee. It's okay. Sam, go pee. Okay. Go, go pee. Let me, let me go, go finish this. Right we'll come and wrap it up, and then we'll eat cake and go. Okay. Oh, we gotta watch Blippy Cop. What's Blippy Cop? Oh, wait till you see this. Well, I watch it now before we pee. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Get it over with. All right. So I don't know what this agency was thinking, but probably a. a public relations video where they uh they blippy's a, a kids kids character and they and in an effort to relate to the community they had a grown ass man do this wait till you see this shit dude wow. oh it is sad and you know what i just i i wouldn't do a lot of things that are a necessity in law enforcement like i don't write tickets i don't like go out there and pose with people as i give them christmas gifts that's just, that's i want to see blippy but can you imagine the type of person that this dude is where they're like, hey, we need pretty much a retarded guy to do this. We need somebody that's R word. He's always dropping the hard R. Yeah. Well, it's true. If you're a grown up and you act like a four year old, you're a retarded person. Can you guys not argue now? <laughs> Mommy and daddy are fighting. Yeah. Blippy the cop. Is this some sort of weird punishment by IA? <laughs> Radical! No, do I have lights in here? A radio 
Can you stop it? I, I told my brother sent this to me, and I was like, this, would, this is what would happen if you got shot in the head, and you turn into, a, a, you turn into that, and then they made yeah. you come to work. I like it. <laughs> like, if you were like, hey, Sam, and they're like, put a uniform on me and made me do kids' shows, but I was slow now because I was a vegetable. That is awful. <laughs> that is just embarrassing I, for everyone. For all law enforcement, that's embarrassing. I, I enjoyed it. And that's how you take guns away. Huh? That's how you, you that's, take that guy's gun yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. But um, so he's basing it off a YouTube channel. Do you guys even know? Okay. Yeah. It's a kid show. Yeah. What was but the the, the real Blippy makes a million bajillion dollars. That's why he does it. Is Blippy a cartoon or a real person? No, it's a real person. So this guy made a YouTube channel just for kids, and he his character oh. was like that, and he blew up and made a million dollars, so he continued to act like that so he can make a million more dollars. But this guy... Yeah, what was I, the purpose of this video being filmed? I don't, I don't see this public as a community man. outreach public How relations. Ow, shit. Yeah. No, I'm oh, telling no, you, no, this no. is how bad it is getting. Some some assistant chief or assistant deputy chief or sheriff was like, hey, I need one guy to go humiliate himself on on YouTube. And some cocksucker was like, I'll do it. Like, can you imagine the type of guy that is? That's an SRO. That's who that is. That's got to, that's an I'm SRO. Like that, that's the guy that does that. That's the guy or yeah, that's the SRO. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, dude, that guy guaranteed. Dude, cut no that dude's balls off, bro. Spineless, spineless. I disagree, with Tyler. Why? You for real? Or are you just trying to cover your ass? Just yeah, duh. <laughs> so when I have my job, hey, can we before you go pee? Can we talk about the dude? Can we talk about the dudes that are giving you shit at work? No. Why? I don't want to. Come talk on, about Sam. No, 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 no. I thought I could get no. him liquored up. No. Why? That that I'll know. What? No, I won't do that. No. No. We don't have to talk about. Nope. We don't have to talk about how it started. Just. Nope. Never. If nope. you guys. Are nope. Message Sam on Instagram and ask. Don't. And ask for him. Demand that he tell this on the next episode. Nope. I'll block. I'll. I'll. <laughs> and that's Sam's birthday. That's how everybody. fucking fat I am, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that's how fat I am. My chin just did that. And you're gonna use it as an opener. Yeah. Every every fucking opener you do is me masturbating and something sexual. My kids are seeing this. My kids don't watch the full episode, but they watch the, the thirty second clip podcast. of their dad talking about something sexual. God. Well, Kevin Kreger, I wanna plug him in again. This is the end. He's a realtor. For our new law enforcement, our rookies coming in that are going to buy houses, get with him because he knows what you want. He understands the rules. I do. And yeah, we'll plug his Instagram on here yeah. so that you can yeah, reach out to him directly. Yeah. And he'll and he knows what you guys want. All right, yeah. that's it.